0: cheers cheers Ooh, nice (laughs) I'm I'm, Ken and I'm Gavin Uh, and this is Diplomacy Games Um, our wonderful podcast that we try to bring to you every eh, maybe about a month or so every now and then um, around the great and wonderful game of Diplomacy the one and only game it plays well, well it's, it's the best I game in the world and I don't understand why there isn't more and more people out there
1: I think it's our, um, as now as the person we interview today uh, put it nicely you know it's there's other games out there but why would you want to play them
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually I had uh, a, a very strange experience I think it was last week playing uh, over at VDIP where I was in the middle of negotiating with a, with a player and um it was a It's a player that I've, I've got an alliance with. We've had lots of great comms and everything like that. And I kind of was, and I was middle of like, I basically I was making this very, uh, we talked about this actually off tape, you know, that that series of very strategic plans. And as a result of that, you know, this might result in this, so this is my sub plan and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you're, was,
1: you're building a pyramid of plans. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right.
0: But, um, and it's like, oh, okay, I really need to kind of spend some time with you to bring this all together however my wife has just kind of said she wants to play ticket to ride and she never plays buddy strategy games ever <laughs> and she seems to be hooked on this thing Ticket uh, to Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Gavin, Mrs. Mrs. Gavin. Mrs. Gavin. <laughs> Ticket to Ride yes oh great okay yeah. so um, our, our son oh got, we know that guys. our son got us uh, Ticket to Ride Europe for a okay. Christmas present yes and yeah just like it's become a very regular game that gets played at the moment and oh. it's like well oh, oh, she be. can play that she's happy to do that she's, she's kind of getting a little bit shitty that i'm starting to build some aspect of what we do in blowing so with strategy and thinking things through like you know uh, there's certain Making deals. I won't move it over here. No. I won't block this railway no, here. No no no, you, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. That would get me really, really in the shits. Sorry, me in the shit. Okay, because that's... Making deals. That's why place. she won't fucking play Monopoly with me. Because <laughs> when our kids were younger and we were playing Monopoly, she would just get so <laughs> fucking annoyed because I... Okay, I didn't actually know this was against the rules. But I negotiate deals around the board. Such as, okay, look, let's say I've got... Park Lane, okay, and I want Mayfair. Someone has yep. over there's got Mayfair. I said, okay, look, I'll trade you. I'll buy Mayfair. I'll pay the fair face value for it. But it's part of the deal. Um, if you land on those properties, I won't charge you any rent. No, nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, well, sure. You know, they're a bit short of cash. They wanted to purpose of something else. So I'd, I'd cut these various deals with people, <laughs> and then my wife would get the shits that I'd basically always win. You ever played Settlers of Catan? I have. Yep,
1: That's another wheeling and dealing game.
0: Um, you have to be very
1: I, strict about who
0: you can trade your cards with. Maybe, that. maybe not. Maybe it wasn't settled of Catan. No, it was, it was, uh, is it, uh, say, Cuccasone. No, Cuccasone. 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 Yeah. Done that one. Uh, okay. Don't think I've actually done settlers of Catan. Well, no. oh, that's a fun one. If you, my, uh, my son's got that one too, so. Oh, okay. Well, just, Ticket to ride, but yes, set of a is that more complex. So, do you have normal ticket to ride? Yes. Okay. So um, that that weekend that we talked a little bit earlier, maybe you bring that one, and we'll bring. Have you got the European one? Uh, no, I don't think so. Hey, sorry, we'll no. bring the European one. Okay. okay. Sounds fun. Oh, there we go. Games, games sorted. Yeah, we are. We've got a brand-new gaming night planned. And surprisingly, even though we had the intro, was the greatest game of the world, Diplomacy, we're not talking about Diplomacy.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we hit Ticket to Ride, Settlers of Catan, and Carcassonne, and yep. Monopoly. There are other games, but they're not as good as Diplomacy. We can agree with that. Oh, absolutely. 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 Totally getting ahead of ourselves. Where are we drinking? We're at the uh, Gresham?
0: We're at the Gresham. We, we came here in Episode 2.
1: Yes, and we came... Very near the uh, on when lockdowns stopped. first lockdowns first started. Lockdown, yeah. 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 It's all very quiet uh, I was it? lot
0: Red claw or something. Yeah,
1: just down the road. Right,
0: and door. um yeah, back then it was like no one on the street. Yeah, no, no one on the street. Yeah. You had to kind of sign into everything, you know. Social distancing, blah 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 blah. It's an
1: occasionally see people with masks.
0: I think they're just, maybe they're sick or they've actually got COVID and they're just having to keep working. And it's like, well, they can do that nowadays because no one gives a fuck. Yeah, you no know one cares. No, yeah. Actually, think about it, it's really weird that we kind of went through all that crap and no one really cares anymore. I think people want to forget. Yeah, that's true. Collective amnesia.
2: Mm. That's awesome.
1: How Australians healed.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, what are you drinking,
0: Gavin? Um, I can't recall what the actual type of the. the well, I know it's a Tempranillo, so it's a Spanish um, drop from, um, I think, it's the La Mancha area of Spain. I can't remember, though. I'd have to actually Google oh, well. it. But Yeah, okay. I mean, as an opening? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's a good, solid two, two supply center opening. Two supply center, uh, yeah. center opening. And uh, you've, you've, you're confident you've got a, at least one good ally, preferably two around the world. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, not, nothing, nothing like you know, that's like fantastic. A great. That's a really good, solid, you know. Okay, this this game's got promise.
1: Um, I'm on a Cooper Sparking ale, and I forgot actually how much it's got a kick to it. What with alcoholic volume? Well, it just feels like it's got a kick. It's got more of
0: a robustness about it in flavour,
1: in alcohol, uh, no, in, in in the alcohol content.
0: That's because you. Being been a piss head making your own beer and you've probably got I low alcohol beer.
1: I have been making my own beer. I have uh, three fermenters on the go. I've got my own, uh, you know, they go into kegs and they go into a keg system and I've got the I carbonate it and it comes out of a
0: tap when I want it. Oh, it's all very nice. Do you, i oh sorry, so it's keg, it's not bottled? kegged, yep.
1: So I don't have to do the secondary carbonation, right? So, yeah, no exploding bottles. No exploding bottles. Yep. So you uh, you brew your, you brew your beer, four days, five days, depending on your your work. Yeah. And then uh, you just literally decant it into a keg, seal the keg, put that under pressure from CO two. Yeah. It's kind of like a soda stream type deal.
0: Yeah. Wherever they are in other countries.
1: Only you, you you buy the bottles and big you know,
0: solid yeah, gas carbonated bottle gas,
1: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah know, you, know, you know, gas, gas bottles, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you regulate it and you put it up to the right PSI pressure, you run under pressure for 24 hours and
0: bam, you've got your... 24 hours, that's it? You've got your carbonated brew, 23 litres worth. So why does, it, why does it take so much longer if you're doing it in the bottles? It's because you're having to wait for it slowly to slowly do it naturally rather than under pressure.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, so that that's the secondary carbonation. So let's say you've brewed your alcoholic beer, yeah. but that beer is flat. Yes. Yes? Yes. And then you decant it into uh, bottles. Yes. So I'm not sure what the standard bottle size for a drinker's overseas are, but in Australia it's... 750? Well, 750 used to be the standard. Three, 750 is your, your long necks. That's and 750 your milliliters. 750 mils. Yeah. Three quarters of a litre. Uh, so what's that... Um,
0: I don't know. I don't know. It about, it about, is it five liters in a gallon? Yeah. So, For four liters in a gallon.
1: Yeah. Oh, American anyway. viewers are probably. Yeah. Anyway, but whatever, whatever it is. A big, big is, bottle I mean, of beer. Yeah. A big bo- yeah, and a long neck of beer. Long um, neck beer. And then you drop two tablespoons of sugar. Yes. Into that, or two carbonation drops. Ah, right? yes.
0: So kind of, and it'll then react with the yeast, convert. It yeah. To so carbon it remain the remaining yeast yeah. in the in the beer. Exactly. Yeah. Carbonates that. So that's why you have to let it.
1: Sit for two, three weeks to re- to actually carbonate that section inside the bottle, which is where the explosions come from. Yes, um, from you know mismeasuring the amount of sugar you might put in, or letting it carbonate in a space that's too hot for it, or uh, bottling it too early so yep. that the brew hasn't completely brewed and fermented. Um, is also another error. Um, but yeah, it's the secondary carbonation. That's why. Hmm. Yeah, so instead of a instead of a three four week turnaround, I've got to turn around with under a week. So I'm, I'm I'm well and truly keeping on top of my
0: uh, drinking habit at home. <laughs> that's uh... <laughs> well. You're doing very well. Uh, I um. So listeners, we will get to the very soon. Um, I I I've, I've actually made a conscientious effort. Um, beginning from the new year to try to eat better you know, Bravo! yes uh, you know drink a little bit less that's going Bravo. 50/50. Okay. <laughs>
1: is this a new year's resolution thing
0: yes but it's it's been difficult because like uh, everyone in the house has seemed to have kind of you know doubled down on it so i have to kind of go with the flow mm. but um well, on that fine foods thing i've also been
1: doing built on
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, just, let's talk about that later, okay? Later. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> so, uh, for anyone who wants to hear probably more about that, maybe, maybe subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll kind of add that to the Patreon feed. But um, how about we talk a little bit around our interviewees today? Yes, so Chris Brand. Um, I think most
1: people love him and know him. Mm. And if you don't, um, you're missing out. Like He's a great personality. He is. Um, uh, uh, he's not a multiple winner That's of WBC, is he? Just, he's a winner. He's a
0: winner. He's a champion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. WDC once, I think. Yeah. But he talks about this he? goes to all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we got him on the... He's uh, basically uh, the tourney director yep. for the upcoming um, Castigadia slash DipCon, uh, which is the North American tournament. It's the big one for North America. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the big, um, massive one. It's happening in Vancouver on February 3rd and 4th. And so, um, yeah, we thought we'd have a chat and get the inside, get the lowdown, get Absolutely. how the scoring uh, and uh, you know, how the, you know, what's going on, who's, who's, how many boards and all of that sort of stuff. So, well, should we jump to it? How about we do? All right. All right. See you guys on the other side. See you soon.
3: Chris Brand, welcome to the Diplomacy Games podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I've not done this before, so it's exciting. <laughs>
0: We kind of did it by default. You kind of sat around a table when we had a recorder
3: at one stage. Yeah, okay, I did do it, but I didn't really... I I was mostly concentrating on the beer at the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's okay because none of our, nor- sorry, uh, air quotes, normal listeners would have heard that because that came actually out on our Patreon feed. So, um, ah. uh, so, which case, yes, this probably will be the first time that you, you've you been on, on our podcast. Uh, obviously, not necessarily an unknown identity in the diplomacy space, uh, being a previous, uh, world champion, uh, and many, many other titles, I'm sure. But one of the key things we wanted to That's- talk to you
3: not that many other titles, to be
0: honest. <laughs> well, maybe not official titles. But I'm sure people kind of talk about you and give you an official, uh, their own unofficial title. Um, but I think that's probably a good thing. I know, I know any any title I would give you would be a good title. Um, but, yeah, well, what we wanted to really kind of talk a little bit about today was around uh, the Cascadia Open, which is coming up uh, in
3: February. So yeah. it's February, isn't it? It is the 3rd and 4th of February, yeah, early February. So just as of weeks from when we're recording this. Well, I have yeah. no idea it's going to be on the air.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully uh, Ken and I get a chance to catch up this week in the pub and then uh, next weekend will come out. So hopefully if, if I haven't stuffed up and listeners are listening to this, there's three weeks to go, which means it's probably peak time to uh, either A, buy a, a plane ticket and head over to Vancouver or fuel up the car or whatever like that. Um, but it's also not just the Cascadia Open; it's also the Dipcon as well at the same time, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, the first time that I'm involved in hosting something bigger than just my little tournament. So uh, yeah, it's Dipcon 56. Apparently, I was I was thinking it was Dipcon 53 because I counted somewhere and. Then I was educated this week that no, I've got it wrong and it's apparently actually Dukon 56. So.
0: <laughs> you can always put it down to a diplomacy player to kind of, you know, convince you that you're wrong and that yep. they've got a better way of, of doing things. <laughs> um, so you, you talk about that being something different to a normal, normal round the middle tournament that you just has. Yeah. This, I mean, for anyone who's normally or hasn't been to a Cascadia Open before, how does. How was that normally would compare to expectations on a uh, on an actual DipCon?
3: Um, yeah, so I'm running DipCon very much like I would regularly run Cascadia Open, except it's going to be bigger. We've got um, significantly more people than we normally have. So uh, normally we're we're right around three boards around. We've been pretty consistently three boards per round. Um, we've comfortably got five boards around. February, very close to six boards around. I'm hoping we'll actually be twice as big as we normally are, so that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, other than that, I've decided not to do anything too different because Cascadia Open is sort of, we've settled into, I, I did a lot of sort of experimentation at the beginning, and I've sort of settled into what seems to work well for me, and people seem to enjoy it and come back, so uh didn't want to break anything too much. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's the other thing is if, if you feel that there's extra pressure on there, at least having something that you're relatively comfortable with running uh, with right. just double the number of people is uh, uh, probably probably not just double the number of people, though. It'd probably be triple the amount of angst, though. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think with anything like that, when you have twice as many people and twice as many boards, there's there's more than twice as many interactions, right? So there's a lot more chances for things to get uh, interesting. <laughs>
0: And I, I did see when it comes to the, the scoring system, it's a little bit, well, sorry, I'm not familiar with it. Was it how How was it, Manor? How, was Matic, it called? Yeah. So yeah, it tell tell like, us a little
3: bit about that. Okay, so... Um, how that's different to what people might normally be used to. Um, traditionally, for a long time, the West Coast kind of settled in on some squares as a reasonable scoring system, where basically you take the, at the end of the game, you add up, you you take your center count, you square it, you then add all those numbers together and basically you get the ratio of how how much of that pot each person got. So if you ended up on like um twelve centers, that throws 144 into this pot. And then if the total came out at like two hundred and eighty-eight, then you would get fifty points out of the hundred. Um, what that tends to do is if you're down at one center or two centre by the time you've squared that you get like one or four and that doesn't add very much to the pot which comes out at 200 and something so you're getting like fractions of a point and basically people didn't really care very much at that point so um in england maybe i i never actually played in england but I, i've learned about the history of face-to-face diplomacy in england so um Manicon was a, a long-running tournament in england um, they originally played with some squares and then they uh, tweaked it, basically, to try and fix that problem. So it's it's some of, it's some still basically some squares, but it effectively adds some extra centers to everyone, which get, means that even if you're only on one or two centers, it's still worth playing that game out and trying to keep those one or two centers rather than just saying, I, I don't care, I'd rather go and have a beer or something. <laughs>
0: Because I'd imagine otherwise, in, in the straight sum of squares, there's the incentive is for the bigger players really just to, to wipe out everybody else just because they're not going to get much anyway and there's a bigger chance for them to get more points at the end of the day. So yeah. this is probably a little bit more of a... Look, some people might call it a bit more care bear, but it's probably actually more in, in tune with what the game's like and how things actually run, I would have thought.
3: Um, it means that um, there's definitely... Like at the top end... There's a big incentive to get one extra center. Like if you're on 15 and you can make it 16, that's a huge difference. <laughs> okay. If everyone else stays the same. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it makes for some interesting games. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, any scoring system though, you get surprises. You know, you, you, you read the scoring system and you think, oh, I can sort of see how this is going to play out. And then some board does something completely different <laughs> and just takes you by surprise. <laughs>
0: That, that makes sense. Um, and of course, normally, you know, being, I mean, I suppose the Cascade, I mean, Vancouver, I've been to Vancouver, lovely, lovely city, uh, obviously quite close to the American border. I'd imagine normally you get a few Americans kind of more from down that, uh, west coast side of things coming up, but I'm guessing that there'll be a lot more other players potentially from east coast and bringing their own different playing styles and so forth. How do you expect, um, that will probably pan out for the tournament?
3: Um, yeah, you're exactly right. Mostly, um, Most years we get uh the West Coast tournaments tend to support themselves. The, the big one being Whipping down in San Francisco and my own in Vancouver. And then there used to be tournaments in Seattle. It hasn't happened for a while. There's occasionally been something in Portland. And most of the players in those areas will tend to support the West Coast tournaments. So you tend to see the same, a lot of the same people. Um we are getting a lot more interest from further afield. We've got, uh, two people coming from Australia, which I'm very pleased about. Um, Andrew Goff is finally making it out to Vancouver after promising me for many years that he was going to make it. So, <laughs> so that's always nice to see. Um, and Jamal is also coming out, which I'm also very pleased about. Um, and then, um, yes, there are, uh, there are not many Europeans, but there are at least there's at least one person, maybe two, coming from England. I haven't got the list in front of me. I should have, I should have done my homework here, but I didn't. Um, and, yeah, a fair number of people sort of from elsewhere in North America. Um, it's the North American Championship, so people are people will travel for, for DIPCOM within North America and even from further afield. People like big tournaments,
0: does that actually mean that you can hand out two trophies? One for the actual Cascadia Open and one for Dipcon, or is it kind of combined into a single trophy?
3: I believe we're doing one trophy. Uh, trophies we're still in the process of buying, and Riaz is actually doing the, doing the shopping for that, so he's gonna surprise me with whether we have one or two. I think it's probably one, that's so just labeled as both, but uh, we'll see. It's certainly the same person he's gonna get both the winner of Cascadia and the winner of the, of Dipcon and the North American championships. So. Yeah.
0: And, and look, um, I, I obviously your, your partner in crime, uh, Riaz is is also helping coordinate this. What does it come when it comes to actually organizing a tournament like this? What, how do you separating responsibilities and what you do and what you don't do?
3: Um, yeah. Riaz in particular has been very helpful. Um, he's not the only local who helps me out. Um, but he's the he's the sort of my number two person. Um, the deal we have is that uh, Riaz wants to play. Riaz hasn't been able. He's got younger kids, so he hasn't been able to travel much recently. So um, he wanted to make sure that he could actually play in Cascadia. Whereas, so I said, okay, I will do the the tournament director duties basically. I will um, decide on scoring systems, figure out how many rounds we're playing, adjudicate any issues that come up, seed boards, and all that kind of fun stuff, you know. Um, and his contribution is basically to do a lot of the upfront organizing. We both do a lot of advertising and stuff, obviously, but he's, um, buying pri- buying prizes for me. He, um, he's also the person who sorts out the hotel. He's got family connections in the hotel business, which is a very, very handy. Product. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a, a great space to play a huge area that can comfortably accommodate six boards. Um, yeah it's it's a little out of the way but uh you know you you can't get a good decent sized hotel space in downtown vancouver without paying a fortune so you know <laughs> we're very lucky from that point of view um Riaz also helps with um uh what are what kind of other stuff uh mm-hmm. things like coordinating airport rides and um putting people in touch with each other for um room room sharing and that kind of stuff. Um, I've got a couple of other people also who uh, help out with. Uh, sometimes it's just useful to have people to bounce ideas off. You know, people suggest, oh, we, how, how about if we do this?" And and we've got a, we have a little, we've had a monthly meeting for the last couple of it's two or three months to sort of, you know, bounce ideas off each of each other and see if we've forgotten anything and make sure that everything's going to go smoothly. Um, um. what else Uh Mike Moore is coordinating airport pickups and things like that so that's also a very valuable thing
0: <laughs> and it's three rounds
3: it's just going to be three rounds yeah that's what we've always done at Cascadia and I was it, it's difficult I was tempted to do four because DipCon I kind of want to make sure that you know it's a fair competition and that whoever wins you everyone can agree that yep they definitely played the best that weekend At the same time, actually playing on the Friday afternoon or something, it means more, you know, an extra day off work for people who are coming out and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's I will find out whether it was the right decision or not, but that's the decision I made.
0: So to to win is is it just a case that that you happen to have the, the highest score across all three games rather yeah. than a top board? Okay,
3: all three games are going to count. No top board. I I I like top boards myself. Um, but I figure that you really need three qualifying rounds to make a top board worthy of being a top board. So having decided that we're only having three rounds, that then led me to say that in that case, no top board. Okay, no, that
0: that's cool. Um, and and, I guess the other thing that I was just kind of wanting just to kind of tease out, we talked a little bit before about the way that the gameplay would be different between, you know, Americans coming up and so forth. Um, from your perspective, you know, does it kind of change it the way that you would run the tournament? I mean, being
3: conscious that... Um, no, not really. I mean, I I think the west coast players uh, a lot of the west coast players are used to playing summer squares style um scoring system um there there's a there always used to be an idea that the west coast players played a more Careberry type game and the east coast players are more sort of cutthroat i i don't know that that's actually true or, or certainly not true at the moment maybe it was true 20 years ago or something but uh, um but yeah, it's always interesting when you get a mixture of people. We the other big difference of course is um we've got a lot of um a lot of people who used to play a lot online and now starting to come out to face to face tournaments. So there's kind of a different approach to the game in a lot of those communities as well. So I, I think it's a lot of fun when you bring all these people from different areas and different communities together. And you throw them all into the one tournament and you say, "Okay, let's see what happens and, you know, see what what works and what doesn't work and and, uh, how people approach the game differently and and what effect that has.
0: Yeah. And and I guess also having a couple of Australians and
3: some Brits there as well, will kind of mix it up a little bit, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I always see the Australians play, I must admit.
0: (laughs) I must remember when you kind of said uh, Goffey and Jamal, I kind of expected Goffey and Peter McNamara, but maybe Peter might be a late blow in, I
3: don't know. Um, Peter, I think, has he travels a lot, but I think a scheduling thing, I think the end of January, early February is not good for him for scheduling. So I, he's not ab- yet made it to Cascadia, and okay. I think I'd have to move it to summer months for him to do that. I love him that much. <laughs> Uh, the the
0: one time I've been to Vancouver it was in uh, December, so again it wasn't exactly the best weather. Um, so what are you What are you drinking? Tiger? What's Tiger uh, brand?
3: I am drinking. Um, it's actually made by Philips and it's called Tiger Shark. Um I got some mixed pack. The uh, the logo is amazing. It's actually like the head of a shark on the body of a tiger. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And it, it's not bad. It's oh, that's okay it it was, it was some mixed pack that i got just before christmas so it's been sat in my fridge for how
0: would how would you rate it as a, as an opening
3: uh, Tiger shark as a <laughs> sorry uh, run, say, tell me that question again
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's spring 1901 how does it compare as a drink
3: oh um on the board um it's it's not my favorite opening it's um yeah, it's one of those where you, well, when when the adjudication happens, you're reading your orders are read out, and you're, oh, I, I was toying between going that there and there, and I really wish I'd picked the other one. You know, it's like <laughs> it's not terrible, but it would be better if you know. <laughs> um, Ken, were you about to ask a question? Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So how did? Um how did the idea of combining the Dipcon
3: and Cascadia come about, Chris? Um, I think, well, Dipcon is kind of a moving tournament anyway. So what happens is, um, it moves around North America and ideally it sort of moves uh, around the country as well. So we try to, that there's, um, once upon a time there were sort of bids for it and things like that and you would say, I want to host DipCon because I've got this vast number of people who play regularly and it's going to be wonderful and all this stuff. And that um that doesn't happen anymore. Now there's sort of a um a cabal of like tournament directors who run tournaments for that are um NADF sanctioned tournaments. It's the North America Diplomacy Federation. And basically we get together and uh we we say so. Does anyone actually want to host Dipcon next year? And then no one speaks up. And then they say, okay, how about you? And we start twisting arms and things like that. And eventually someone goes, okay, I'll host Dipcon. <laughs> I still quite like that. But there's there's a there's some discussion and some agreement. And we talk about what what else is happening. Um, like uh, Wh- Whipping is going to be hosting um, Worlds next year. So. Um, there was a thought that it, it, they couldn't really. They wanted to do some experimentation this year to get ready for next year, so it didn't really make sense for them to host DIPCON. But we really wanted to move it to the West Coast, and I've never hosted a big a big event like that. So uh, I said, I, I checked with Riaz and and the other local people, and said, Do you think we can do this? And and we said, Yep. So so I th- said, Yep. Okay, I'll do it
0: um what what you got me earlier on you remember i asked about whether it's going to be two separate trophies i'd imagine like if you actually had whipping being not only just the wdc but also dipcon it'd be like you know one of those world wrestling federation belts you know you've got all you've got you've won three championships all at once or something
3: well it's actually not uncommon for um when worlds is hosted in north america for that also to be dipcon i i think um yeah, I think the year I won in Chicago, it was also DipCon. So I, so it was like, yep, you won the, you won the Chicago tournament at, which is also a world championship and is also a North American championship. So yeah, but I only got one thing to take home.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Ken, were you going to ask another question? No, no, just, no, no, keep going.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, no, no I do have,
1: a, I do have a question, Chris. You, you said that the location was slightly outside the CBD. What? Um, let's say I'm flying in from, I'm flying in from somewhere,
3: whereabouts, how would I get there? Um, okay, so the, the way Vancouver works is downtown Vancouver is sort of right on the west coast. Um, due south of that is Richmond and the airport is in Richmond. And then due east of Richmond is Surrey. Um, which is actually I believe the population of Surrey is now more than the population of Vancouver. So it's you know, it's still a, a big big city. Uh the main difference being that uh transit only I mean, sort of just makes it out to um, Surrey and doesn't really isn't that great. Um but the good news for anyone coming to Cascadia is that um, if you can make it to Vancouver Airport on the Friday, we will get you to the hotel. And uh we, we've got Enough people with cars that we can transport people to the hotel and make sure that you're there, and we will take you back to the airport on sunday even so if you're coming in a little bit earlier or leaving a little bit later there are um there is a sky train which is like um train you know metro ta- metro rail site stuff, which will take you you can get into surrey um pretty close to the hotel and then then there's a bus or there's a you know a short cab ride from there. Um you could take a cab or Uber or something all the way from the airport. So it's a little bit further than you would probably want to do that. But it's, it's an option. Um, um So, yeah, it's not too bad to get around, really. It's a, it's a little bit outside, but it's not, like, in the middle of nowhere or something.
0: I I think you, as a, as, a, as an Englishman, would also appreciate the fact that you've got – just like uh, Australia, I mean, Canada's got all these names that seem to be named after the old country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Richmond. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, is there, a, is there any
0: social activities planned or expected?
3: Yes. Um, we always have a um, a get-together on the Friday evening. Um, there's going to be a meal somewhere, which, again, Riaz is organising. I believe the most likely is there's a Chinese restaurant that we went to before that has lots of space and is probably okay with us descending on them with, like, 40-something people or something. <laughs> so, uh, Um, And then before we go to a a bar or something for people that want, I believe we've also got the space in the hotel for the Friday evening. So if people want to play games other than diplomacy for some reason, then that would be an option or weird variants of diplomacy and stuff like that. Um, There's also, I'm not sure exactly when people are arriving on the Friday, but um, a number of us are not going to be working on that day. um, And, You said that Vancouver's not at its best in December. It's not really at its best in February either. Um, There are some touristy type things that we can sort of point people in the direction of. Um, There'll probably be a coordinated lunch somewhere. But, uh, yeah, sort of the closer we get to the start of the event, then the more stuff we're actually organising. But we'll definitely try and if you have any questions or you want suggestions, things like that, then uh, we we can help out with that kind of stuff.
0: Sounds good. Um, obviously, with that being in February, there's only a few months later until you start hitting WDC in in Milan.
3: Have you, have you bought your ticket yet, Chris? Um, I have not yet. Um, I, I'd got as far as looking at flights and things. Um, I have booked my time off work. So (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm a procrastinator. I tend to do these things at the last minute. Um, my wife has actually been bugging me to actually get those flights booked and the hotel booked for Milan. Um, what, so she can get rid of you or is she meant to no, be coming along? She's looking forward to seeing Milan, so she's coming with me, yeah. She won't be playing diplomacy, though. She, she tried that once and didn't like it. So. <laughs> Sorry,
0: my phone is doing beeps. Um, yeah, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, and I, th- I think actually Mil- it's technically being held what, somewhere off in the suburbs of Milan or whatever like that, so similar to, I guess, with
3: Surrey. Yeah, I gather it's um, there's a train station not far, but I think it's like half an hour's train ride into Milan or something, so yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've actually made it to... I, my first world was Vancouver, um, whenever that was, 2007, I think, and I've made it to every world since then except... The previous time it was in Milan. I didn't make it there that time. So that's a pretty impressive um, travel record, there, Chris. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You should at least get like a patch for every destination <laughs> that you visit. You know, put it all over your your um. Your, your, what was it? Your, you wore a robe, wasn't it? Was it a red robe? Your WDC robe. <laughs> a black robe. Yes, black <laughs> robe. Was it?
3: Oh, sorry. Yes.
0: Um. Very good, very good. Uh, look, I, I haven't got any further further questions for for the interview, Ken, how about yourself? anything before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, yeah, let's say I'm um, contemplating going over I'm living on the east coast. Um, how would I get into contact with you,
3: Chris, or any of the organizers to um, arrange to get a lift from the airport or what's the preferred method? That's a very good question um the the most effective is probably if you can find the NADF Discord server, there's a Cascadia Open channel on that server. Um, and most of the people who are, well, all the people who are organizing it and most of the people who are going will will be on that channel. So um, that that's a great place to post. Um, there You can also email me directly, um, cascadia.open at gmail.com. Will get to me, and I look at that pretty much every day at the moment. Um, Yeah, those are probably the two best ways. Now that's all from me.
2: Thanks, Chris.
0: Thank you.
3: um, Yeah, and look, I think looking,
0: I, I have found online you can see who's registered. So at the moment, there's 41 players that are registered, and it's a pretty pretty high-caliber number of players there. So it should be a very, very good tournament. I think there'll be a lot of fun um, and a lot of, uh, maybe a little bit of ruthlessness along the way, I think, from some people there, looking at some of the characters.
3: Yeah, and there is a, a, a there is a nice mix of people as well. We've got <laughs> some very, um, we've got some people playing their first face-to-face tournament. Some people who played oh, really? a, lot, a lot online and haven't played as much face-to-face. We've got some people who mostly play online. Um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be a, a an interesting mix yeah um yeah it's going to be a lot of fun
0: (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for organizing it Oh, sorry ken
1: sorry sorry any any objection chris jumping back um after the tournament and talking with us about
3: you know some of that interaction between the communities i mean i'll be fascinated to hear how, how how things interact yeah no i'd love to um yeah i've um I'm always happy to. Uh, I I I learn a lot from running these things, and I experiment a lot, and I like to. Uh, I, I'm always happy to share share what I think I've seen and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we'd love to. Some highlights, fantastic. Thank you, Chris.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll probably wrap that up, Chris. Uh, again, thank you so much for your time, and good luck with the tournament. And uh, okay. obviously, good luck a few months after that for Milan.
3: Yeah, will I see you in Milan? Not at this moment. No, 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 no. no, no. It's a little bit personal. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm I'm not someone like um you know, Goffy or Jamal or even Peter with aspirations to uh to win the next one. But uh well um, let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see. I think I think we're trying to um we we're trying to actually organise at the moment a couple of local tournaments here in Australia. So uh, I think that's probably gonna be my primary focus at the moment. You're but awesome. thanks. And we're back. And we're back. Ooh, lovely. That's Cheers. Much better.
1: Cheers. Yes. Um, so, mana scoring, right? Mana, yeah. Not bread from heaven. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it sounds like... I don't know. Summer scoring... Summer, summer squares has been around for quite some time on mm. web diplomacy as mm-hmm. a replacement with the winner-take-all system. Mm-hmm. Or yeah so I know the points per supply yeah
0: no well yes regardless regardless Regardless, the
1: scoring system has been prevalent prevalent on the uh, on the web for quite a bit but then taking that or tweaking that so that um it kind of incentivises players to go for that extra that extra supply center if you're doing well or to fight to keep yourself in the game longer until the end, so I thought that was a an interesting tweaking of the scores. I mean, um, I think I think you said, you know, I mean, is that is that a little bit Care Bear? <laughs> Probably
0: not. No, I don't think know, I think it's recognisable. I think um, the scoring system seemed to be almost like a bit more of a blend between, say, what we experienced in WDC. Yep. And that, that far more, you know, winner-takes-all type of ruthless style. It's kind of slightly in between. It's got a bit of both.
1: I like how it's ruthless because there's no top ball, right? There's, there's three rounds, and that's, you know, how you place on those three rounds, that's your placing in that tournament. So the, the scoring system has to be, I guess, ruthless to... Um, what, to compensate or not being a knockout board at the top. Yep. In many ways, yeah. Um, so that was cool. And how many how many boards were there? There was four, um, I think. No, 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 no. Like normally they get four, but oh, or no, three. But it's actually um,
0: six. Expecting you know up to five to six, five to six boards. Yeah. So that's a pretty massive turn. Well, I think right? last time I checked uh, this afternoon, there's 43 players registered. So, you do your well, math. That's your five boards, straight that's, up. That's, well... Five boards and three left over. Yeah, five by seven is 35. 35? So five seven, seven, seven is 35. Four so, 43 is actually six, six, boards. six boards. Six boards, six boards. Wow. And one person left over. And hopefully, if you have been listening to the interview, and you go, hmm, you know what? I'd like to be North American champion of diplomacy. To straddle the whole North American continent and be the supreme, you know, person who can kind of say, I'm the best at this in our in our sphere.
1: In the the Western Hemisphere. Um it's not exclusive to oh people from the Western Hemisphere. There's two Aussies
0: representing that we know of. At least two, at At least. least Hopefully well, probably only two. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it was quite clear that uh, Peter McNamara wasn't able to kind of make it. That would have brought it up to three. Because Peter's usually a, a bit of a, a regular at these type of things. Oh, but there might be someone else who randomly turns up. Sure, I sure.
1: Mean, why not? Yeah, maybe I mean, Shane, thought, Cuba's, Shane Cubis I, can turn up for Shane the Shane Cubis Award. Shane Cubis can turn up. Um, you know, I, I do have that blimp parked out the back of my place. You know, I might. No, I don't. I won't be able to. Even if I departed on the blimp, I wouldn't get there in time. 30, 30. Yes, yes. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I guess probably the other shout-out is like how to get get hold of them. So, like, that's through the Discord servers. If you're familiar with with, with those, you can find uh, Chris, or if you need to contact him, it's uh, cascadia.open at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he did say he'd come back and have a chat with us around, you know, how we, how we observe the interactions of different communities getting along like one of the things that he was observing was the you know the over, over the COVID, there was all the the virtual online space yes. sort of grew quite large and mm-hmm. it's been quite interesting seeing how people from the online world are now entering the face-to-face world and which, which is and back, back absolutely support, brilliant it's, fantastic. Fantastic. it's yeah, great it's yeah, yeah, breathing a new life so looking forward to um yeah hearing just like uh, that. Uh, you know the, the, the blend of play styles, and you know, see if there's any real outstanding things that I'm sure there will be. I mean, it's six boards, three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. North America's a pretty um, diverse range of board game clubs over there for sure. So, yeah, I mean, sounds like a great. I mean, even if you're, you know, thinking about getting to. Uh, we think the following year for wdc um 2025 and you're in north america i mean why wouldn't you 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 know
0: um particularly when you look at some of the the players who were in attendance yeah there were a number of um exceptionally strong american players uh sorry just that we experienced in the the wdc this year well sorry last year 2024
1: didn't get to ask how it like UK players or European players making there it? There weren't over?
0: too many at this this point of time. But we you kind of consider that, you know, Vancouver is like a fair distance. I know, like you know, Bradley Grace obviously he <laughs> he flew over there himself just to kind of play it. I think wasn't it? Was it Whipping? No, it uh, uh, no, Cascadia was, uh, or Whipping? He went to. It was Cascadia? Was it Cascadia? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought he kind of said he went to Vancouver. Was it the Windy City one? No, no. Uh, Anyway, anyway, but um. The only other thing I've just got to add there, particularly for our uh, listeners from the United States, and I went back to Chris just to kind of clarify this, because I thought, surely there's got to be relatively easy rules for Americans to get into Canada. You need a is passport. It? Oh yeah, you need a,
1: Do you, really? For a,
0: do so either something? a passport, and then from reading the rest of the American, what is it, like the Homeland Security type of department, um, it was. There seems to be some other way you can kind of prove your identity, but it's through some other form of system that you've been pre-approved, blah, 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 blah. And I thought if you... So driver's license won't do it? No, driver's license won't cut the mustard. And I'm kind of guessing with the amount of bureaucracy within the American system, uh, at this late notice, you wouldn't be able to get uh, authorised. So hopefully if you've got a no, passport, do it. Into the US, but into Canada, yeah, it might be a bit more easier, wouldn't no, it? No no, 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 no. No? Not up to 9 I think. I get the shits with everybody. So, okay, it's just a random question. Go right? for it. I love random questions. You're an American. Am I? Well, let's Off just say... Uh, okay, yeah. okay. okay, no problem. No no, I no,
1: no problem. No problem.
0: Hey, no problem, dude. <laughs> no problem, man.
1: Um, and you're... You, you live in the... Let's say you live in Washington. State? State, yeah. Okay. You know, northwest. Yes. And you go... My cousin lives in Alaska. I'm going to go for a drive and go and visit him. Yeah. You need a licence. You, you need...
0: you need a licence to car. You need the a car. passport.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need a licence to drive the car, but you need you actually need, Do you need a passport yeah. to get to your own state? Because like, you have to pass through Canada,
0: right? I would have thought you would need whatever is the official government approval processes to get into Canada to then get back into America.
1: Wow. So there's not like a special... You stay on this highway.
0: But mind you, if Accenture. you kinda of consider if you lived in Washington State, depending on like if it, hypothetically in Seattle, you know, you're only bloody like hundred and fifty Ks, two hundred K's up the road from, you know, Canadian border anyway. What's well, say okay, K's so just same miles. Away. So chances are you've probably bloody gone to, to Canada at some other time in your life, so you've probably already got a passport or something else to be able to get up there.
1: So you know, you'd know the process, okay,
0: You would yeah, know yeah, the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're flying it's it's into more like Texas. Texas or Florida or, or something like that. Yeah, you have yeah, got no yeah. fucking idea. Right. Okay. All right. Um,
1: so that so travel well, okay, advisory, is so, so, so <laughs> Yeah. That, yeah. All right. So, okay. Let's say. Let's say. Okay. Again, I'm I'm a Washington State resident. I need a passport to engage in the practice of maple all syrup this, this smuggling.
0: Thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think most of the maple syrup's actually on the east coast, but anyway, ah, I right, suppose okay. it's then being trucked over to the west coast and now you're smuggling it down that's to That's right. Uh, it's a lucrative American.
1: trade. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: No, that's all I had. That's all you're going to use this for your fermenting. Maple syrup. Make a, well, I reckon that would be a really nice um, spirit.
1: Well, I haven't quite gotten to
0: liqueurs yet. You know, no, that's well, that's well, down the line. More, more about that down later. Down the line. More down about that line. later. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, thank you so much for um, the interview, and uh, we had a great time. And I'm just looking at this and going, if I kind of hit something wrong, because I don't know, we used the top one, do not we? Yeah, it's, all no, it's going. yeah it's all going. It's all good. So yes, Chris, thank you so much. Cheers, Mo. Um, cheers. We look forward to seeing you at a tournament at some stage in the future when we can.
1: And talking to you on the other side of um, what's sure
0: to be a crazy few days. I reckon a fun few crazy, days. Fun few days. It's crazy fun few days. Yeah. Crazy fun times. Yeah. So talking about crazy fun time tournaments, Yeah. there's like two of them currently. Like we're we are gluttons for choice here in Australia. Um, we have one tournament organised by dual world diplomacy champion Andrew Goff in Melbourne. Yes. Happening at the first weekend in March.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that was the that was the period of time that was I think it's weekend yes, yes, yeah, it's in it.
0: yeah. Um and I know that one is running Saturday to Sunday because I clarified whether there's a Friday night round. Right. And then mm, about six weeks later there is a, another tournament being held in Canberra.
2: Canberra.
0: Hosted by another world diplomacy champion, Jamal Blackley. Yes. Uh, which is actually running rounds from Friday night into Saturday and then onto Sunday. I see. So, and that's in April. That's mid-April, mid-April. Yes. Exact dates being April. I can find out for you. I think I've got it here in a in a a email or a text or something. Yep.
1: Are you thinking about going to any of them? Either of them? I
0: I definitely want to go to at least one. I would like to go to two, but it depends on what else I'm doing. So, um, the Canberra tournament is the 12th to the 14th of April. Yeah. Do we have a name for it? Yes. It's the Hung Parliament Handicap. Ah, love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate for Canberra, which is the capital city where our federal um, government lives, for those of you abroad who don't know Australia. Job.
0: Yes. And um, Andrew Goff has confirmed... Oh, sorry, not confirmed. He intends to run the tournament in the first weekend in March.
1: Oh, that's difficult, because... Oh. I, I, I'm in a similar boat to you, Kevin. Oh yes, yes. I, I reckon I can make one of them. I'm not sure I can make both of them. Um, and it's difficult, you know, because the
0: Canberra tournament, I've actually got firm dates sitting in front of me. Well, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're firmish. I mean, he's talking about where it's going to be. Okay. I can go back to coffee and double check. I mean,
1: I do have family down in Melbourne, like near Melbourne. Port Phillip, no, the island. whatever that? Is Phillip Island? The boat down there now, um, which is a hike out of Melbourne. So if I think I was going to go to Melbourne, I'd be putting myself up for the night or looking for digs somewhere. Um, and it's been a long time since I visited Central Victoria, so you know. there's a draw card getting to Victoria
0: because I haven't been down there in Yolks. Last time was the actual it was yeah, gonna, years ago. Yeah, because you were going to do like a big drive down there and never got around to it because the price of diesel was like absolutely through the roof.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just crazy. It would have cost me more to, yeah. But then you've got the luxury of having a car down there. Yeah, handy. The, like
0: yeah. I'm going to Melbourne, soon. You're going to Melbourne to the no. tournament? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. In two weeks' time I'm down to Geelong from uh-huh. so one of uh, the Mighty Cats the best team in the Australian mm-hmm. AFL How Is it I don't know <laughs> are the Cats the same as the Lions because they're both a Lions no no totally different okay. one's better so what is Geelong your team it is my team it's my AFL team is that the closest team for where you your um it's the, purpose. it's the only
1: uh, rural, regional regional AFL team in Victoria, in the AFL, all the other teams belong to cities.
0: Oh.
1: Although Geelong well, is not a
0: city, I reckon the when local I grew would up, disagree. when I grew up, it wasn't right. Oh, so that's that's your that's your gauge. So in other words, like when so Gold Coast has the Suns. Well, Gold so, Coast was a city, before but when July I grew Rome up, but city. when I grew up, Gold Coast actually wasn't a city. It was a conglomerate. It was a number of different shires. Right, okay, but so, so does Long that mean town. theoretically Long based was a on town. you? Okay, oh. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going down to see uh, my wife's, some of my wife's. No. Oh. It's my brother in law's cousins. No, yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, right. I think it's just uh, a, a, a good excuse down, for a travel uh, yeah. with my brother in law and sister in law and. and um, some piss and eat some food and go and do some great stuff over australia over weekend oh you're
1: in a stone only a stone straight from the great ocean great yeah. ocean road
0: whatever yeah. it is yeah mm. yeah, yeah. yeah 12 Apostles. is its how, how much of a stone throw with two hours around a most probably around trip yeah i guess victoria's a small
1: it's place a smaller isn't it? it's a smaller yeah. state not like Queensland. Yeah. Well, is it the eleven apostles now. It's one of them. Thank you for falling apart. 13, yeah, we're fine, thanks. Yeah, so I mean, you've got the Great Ocean Road, you've got Anglesey down there.
0: It's it's quite a nice, passive part of the world. Is the twelve apostles at the beginning of the, like the? It's not very far along, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I have to work out what we're doing. I think we're hiring a car. Yeah, you've got to, Yeah. To get from like Tullamarine or wherever to there. I think we're flying to Telemarine. Yeah, well it
1: does take, it wouldn't take you very long, Let's go and peek out. be straight
0: out again anyway. Okay. Oh, enjoy, I'm in Geelong, great, fantastic. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll go back to Andrew Golf, double check and just get confirmation of yep. arrangements. Um, and it's being, as I said before, it's being held at a particular yeah, what's the venue? venue? The venue is. We have a venue. Okay. Yes, you did talk about the venue name. Fortress Melbourne. Fortress that sounds Melbourne. almost. That sounds almost like Battlefield Bangkok. Where Fortress is Fortress Melbourne? Yeah, where is Fortress Melbourne? I reckon it's in the middle of city. Sounds world. like a gaming club. It does doesn't it? Fortress Melbourne video arcade. I reckon if we had a tournament here, it'd have to be at the Netherworld. Oh, no, has to be. Yeah, it has to. Be. I did because. Peter McNamara originally sent you did around... Throw
1: in your, you did throw it
0: I did. Originally I suggested keys. it being in that, the first full weekend in June, which is um, not for us in Queensland, but for all our southern friends, a long weekend because it's their King's birthday, whilst we have the King's birthday in October. Of course, the King's yeah, birthday no, is neither in June or October. <laughs>
1: I, I feel like a sore throat's coming on from this distance. <coughs>
0: so, um, anyway, I think the issue was there's, there's a number of great players who would love to be able to come to a Queensland-based tournament, yeah. but um, they would probably be still in Milan or somewhere like that around that time oh, of year. Oh, true. Is
1: Milan at that time of year?
0: It's the weekend before, so, you know, a lack of time differences, and you, know, you don't want to fly all the way from Australia Ooh. to... Italy, just for three days. You want to enjoy much well the same yeah. way that we enjoyed Thailand well, and it's spend wonderful. some
1: time there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've only been to Italy once. Have you? I have, and I have gone through Milan, um, Rome, oh, Venice. Okay. Yeah. Once. Was this on a Kentucky
0: tour when you were younger? Oh, I was on a something. Yeah. <laughs> some so drinking and. and Let's. <laughs> say something else but yeah was that part of it too oh maybe maybe yeah,
1: maybe 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 um, anyway I was much younger and it, it, was, it felt like a lightning tour anyway I'd, I'd love to spend more time actually exploring some of it now that I've got much more of a it's um, a refined sense of history yes I would very much appreciate exploring those regions of Italy that were instrumental in the Renaissance, and with an understanding of some of the characters, like the Medici, I had no idea who the fucking Medici's were when I was going through them. oh, I don't know, fucking building, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the I, I these, these amazing buildings in Venice, the,
2: the,
1: the Doge's Palace, yeah. like, you know, all of these sort of things these lions that are on these pillars it's like oh no it's nice it? yeah. <laughs> what, what did it yeah. mean yeah, you know what did stolen from Constantinople exactly was, yeah, yeah. And this a is the thing stuff. so like
0: it's so, like, I'm like you so I've been to a lot of these places I've been to Italy like five or six times but that's because I used to live in the UK and hmm. have been there a couple of times since three times since <laughs> it's fucking like scary um, but yeah like I remember the first time I went yeah. to um, uh, Venice. And it's so, like, oh yeah, you see the light, you see like, you know, the, 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 the chariot thing that they've got up there. All the gold, and you oh, go, this is fucking awesome. Was you don't realise beautiful. that all this shit was fucking stolen out of Constantinople <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. during the Fourth Crusade.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah. they, you know, wanted to beat up in the Genoese and all of that sort of stuff. And, I don't, I don't know. And, and the whole... You know, Venice played a massive role in the reorganisation of the yeah.
0: just just rebuilding of Europe after the, uh, the Dark Ages. It's fascinating, too. I, I like Venice. Been to Venice twice. Mm. Great spot. Just down the road. And there's, there's all those, if you think about, you know, from a Renaissance point of view, there's so many, like, if you look at the Mento map. Uh, are yeah, yeah, so be many be places be you be can go places, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's the type of thing that you can just kind of take, you can take it very leisurely you know what I mean you can just uh-huh. you know hop on a train you know an hour or two later in a totally different city with a totally different you know feel but it's still similar but different uh-huh. I, I reckon it'd be lo-
1: lovely walking along the coasts as well yeah. I reckon just be gorgeous um, you
0: know I, I... especially that time of year like that May June it's early in the summer it's not too hot it's Warm. So, you're not yeah, kind of yeah,
1: yeah, in the yeah, yeah.
2: baking. Yep. And. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I mean, it'd be anyway.
1: lo- lovely to get back with, there with, a, with an understanding of history as opposed to just
0: blowing through there, like, oh, my, amazing. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a. So, we've had two adverts, actually, we've had three adverts today, four adverts. We've had an advert for, for effectively like Cascadia Open, you know. Cascadia? Uh,
2: Yep.
1: Uh, WDC.
0: Uh, we've had an advert now for Melbourne, Melbourne. Open. Our oh, students are going to call Melbourne Open. An advert for the. Uh, um, hung, Parliament. hung Parliament handicap, and now an advert for WDC Twenty Twenty Four. Yeah, and a maybe for Brisbane. And a maybe for Brisbane. Can't I reckon cane toad cup.
1: Cane classic wasn't it? Cane classic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, maybe August. I reckon August, August might be good because it's still fucking cold down south, and yeah, it's very sunny yeah. days here. Although you might get echo echo winds. But anyway, it's not... Oh, in comparison to the south, we bomb. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yes, I, I got your thing around the... Uh, <laughs> so if we, if we go ahead with a tournament in Brisbane, for the yes. Cane Toad Classic... I was going to say Cane Ken sent me... Like, a, was it on eBay?
1: It's eBay, yeah. Some bloke captures um, catches actual Cane Toads. Does he uh, actually
0: catch them? <laughs>
1: what? Is the it noise? Them of, well, he gets Cane Toads. But he yeah. effectively... Um, what do you call it when you when you mount an animal um, uh, taxidermy Taxidermy. yeah so he taxidermies these cane toads into various um, uh, humorous positions so there's one playing a banjo there's another one with a, with, with a you know, with eyeglasses and a a monocle and he's walking with a cane with a, a glass of wine um you know there's, there's all sorts of little like humorous um, humorous scenarios that, that this, these guys make so um, yeah we'll have to get that mounted I'll get the one that I sent you
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners is this so Cane Toad is just like the world's most ugliest amphibian that you can possibly imagine um, the reason we're talking about the Cane Toad plastic is that and I'm sure other people around the world have a similar thing when it comes to sporting fixtures. The the, the local teams call themselves something. Right, yeah. And here in Queensland, um, for for rugby league, there's this big, big, massive tournament every year, effectively, a championship every year, called the State of Origin Rugby League. Yeah. And uh, officially, you know, the Queenslanders are called the Maroons and the New South Welshmen are called the Blues Blues, because of the colour of their their jerseys. But unofficially, and everyone kind of knows that the actual New South Welshmen are called the cockroaches, uh-huh. <laughs> because they're south of the border. Yep. So you know they're behind under the stairs and everything. And Queenslanders are called cane toads. And the reason we're called cane toads is because during the impotent wisdom of the of the uh, the state government in goodness knows how long ago, 30s, 20s, probably, we so we have a lot of cane fields up up here up further up north and they were having a problem with cane toad, sorry, cane bug. Yep. So they went, oh, there's uh, this solution that's over in South America to get rid of cane bugs. They've got all these cut toads over there. They eat cane bugs. They eat cane bugs. Yep. So let's bring them all over here. So they brought them all over here. And of course, the cane toads went, oh, fuck these bugs. There's so much more interesting things to eat here. And started eating the other things instead of the cane, cane bugs and, of course, and what, then started progressing out was trying to find more and more yeah. shit for them to eat and what makes them particularly pernicious
1: is what two things is their rate of uh, reproduction oh yeah they, like they fuck like things. crazy nothing eats nothing there's no natural predators because they're poisonous as because fast. they're poisonous yeah right in fact if your dog licks the back of a cane toe it's going to be dead or off
0: to the bed at least oh he's, 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 he's it's like going an LSD like, <laughs> it's like an LSD
1: trip you know <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's high as a kite um let alone eat one. If he's eat one, then he's off to the, he's off to the bed. Yeah, it's, especially if uh, it's like a little, 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 you know,
0: fluffy or something.
1: Yeah, so, you know, there's massive bird kills until they realise they've finally wised up after many, many years that this thing's eating toads is actually not a good idea. Uh,
0: but there's still a lot of animals that just eat I them. I thought them. the magpies got them, flipped them over and just ate the inside of their guts. So I thought that was OK because that bit didn't actually have all the poison. It's more mm-hmm. on the outside mm-hmm. shell. Yeah,
1: because they learnt. Yeah. They didn't know initially. There's a massive bird kill across all populations. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Until it we, wise,
0: waste up, waste up, yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's birds that do, but there's still birds that, you know, yeah. dumb dog shit birds that never learn. Yeah,
0: so in other words, so there's these, these fucking pervasive pests that were introduced, and as a result of, you know, we get called cane toads. So cane toad classic is, like, the name of the tournament. Um, and, yep. yes, so the intention so. is to have, like, as, as you were looking at before, like, a trophy... <laughs> Of it's a, a taxidermy cane toad. This one is an example. is sitting on a stump, like a little mini stump. He's holding a cane. Holding a cane. How ironic! Right it's a cane, cane toad yeah. holding a cane. It's holding a cane. Yeah. With a little a pair of cane, um, yeah. old 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 timey spectacles on. <laughs> yeah. It says vintage taxidermy. So that means uh, I, yeah, I don't, don't think this makes one. them. No, there's other ones out
2: there.
0: I wonder if somebody Taxi- would actually <laughs> be able to make. I'm sure one, one of these holding like it, a yeah. little miniature diplomacy board Oh yeah. yeah. Now that would make a good paint to classic not true. But these things aren't cheap. You know, they they cost a bit of money.
1: <laughs> I mean, how much is that vintage one? It wasn't Find out. Sure. It? it sold for sixty-five bucks. Sixty-five bucks right, and fifteen
0: dollars postage.
1: Yeah. Okay. So 65 But would you, would you do that as
0: or? the until so you get new one every year? Just forecast yeah. it. Maybe you just charge like you know five bucks entry fee.
1: 65
0: No, I'll just, just cover that Just cover it yourself Just cover it yeah. oh, okay. yeah. do, yeah. Just suck it up Suck it up oh, I'll yeah. suck it up yeah. with you It's cost, cost of doing business yes.
1: Okay yeah. And, um Yeah, look, I mean You know, I mean, down the line I could, could Turn a pedestal to put it on Oh, yes, and, you can You've right, got throw some it on and Yeah, I mean, if we wanted to get all fancy about it Spray it gold And
0: There
2: she is
1: <laughs> yeah, God,
0: <please. laughs> yeah. um, okay, so look. how about we uh, we move on to our next venue? Yes, because cool. we have drunk here before. As you yes. saying, so we got go to go. So we to we a do a need service. to go to a new venue every yes, time. We and um, we, I must admit, we're getting to a stage where maybe it's just because of the timing. There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of new venues that are opening that we haven't been to before. For the five o'clock start, yeah. Yeah, for the five o'clock start. So have, usually having to come to somewhere else that's actually open earlier and then move on somewhere else. Yeah, all right. Cool. We'll I'll look after the bill, and then we'll uh, head on over. So, guys. Be back
1: soon. Back soon. Cheers. Cheers. And here we are at... Rockwell's. Rockwell's.
0: Um, which is a, quite a fancy little wine and beer Yes when you kind of come in they call you Sir. Sir, so, <laughs> yes. Um, Everyone's yeah, wearing ties and a very very suitably attired. Yeah it's uh, definitely um,
1: and, and actually we're on stools and actually quite comfortable yes, stools yep. which is actually surprising. I've, I've been to a lot of bars and whatnot. Mm. Um, I don't really count on there haven't been that many where I think, oh that's actually a nice, comfortable stool.
2: It is a sit-on. comfortable stool, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually something I haven't I'll actually checked out the yeah. oh
1: yeah, it's got good back support too. Yeah, it's actually just at the right spot in the right <coughs> curve. I can, like, Yeah, yeah, I would like uh, The table's a nice I don't know that's real marble. No, it's, a it's real fake marble. <laughs> real fake marble, but um, <laughs> no, it's definitely got it's definitely got a nice ambience to it. It's got a whopping great big here. Um, well it
0: is. That is That's funny. It. That's a chandelier and a half, isn't
1: it? It's a corker. Um, anyway, so I'm I'm drinking, actually, on
0: here. Because
1: we've walked past this place a number of times. We have walked past and this place oh, at least two or three times, times going, going we should go have a drink, should, drink there. We should have a drink there. Um, I'm having a Wilder gluten-free pale ale. I thought it's was so on the pale or so. no, no, On the ale's, so anyway. Give on I with the sparkling. I thought so pale um, And it's... um. What, in the mid game now? Yes. Alright, so. That's a mid game. That's actually a nice bruising point, right? If my, if my first one was a bit of a bombastic, it felt bombastic. Yeah. I was actually feeling a little bit of the alcohol. Yep. Um, this one feels like it's. Um, let's just say one of the players on the board's been eliminated. Right, it's not me. Good, excellent. Um, and I've got a night. I've got a good alliance. Okay. I'm. Um, I'm Austria. Yes. And Turkey is the one that's been yeah. noted So that's kind of where I'm feeling. Right. Yeah, okay. That's. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this is a good. This is a good entrance into the mid game. I mean, a healthy position. There might be a bit of conflict happening in the north that I've seeded, but I'm not sure how. Um, <laughs> Because England, mm. Germany, and France—they are squabbling, but they haven't really made many games. Okay, so yeah, a bit concerned about Russia and Italy being, um, you know, yeah, the one in winter green. Yep. Yeah. Um, so gone. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully England and Germany get their shit together, and um, you know. Sees their hostilities in France, and, but this is this is where the cruisy bits in. You know, it's, I'm not in immediate danger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about yours?
0: Well, as a mid-game, this is a this is a wonderful mid-game at a glance. Okay, so very rarely because I don't see it on the menu very often. So you have to go a fancy choice like this like, here yeah. to have like a French wine. Mm, okay. And to have a French wine with a little bit of age on it so this is a 2018 Bordeaux okay, so okay. It's a, you know five good five years old mm. so a good, good chance to kind of you know mature release a few of the tannins and become a quite more flavorsome okay as a mid-game this is like okay. just just to make sure that you're okay so this glass. Yeah. Because I'm Italy. It's an Italian glass. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, it's an issue. Italian glass, but there's French inside. Okay. okay, yeah. So, I'm Italy. Okay. Mid-game wise, let's say I've got a, I've had a good alliance with Austria. I feel okay. comfortable there, so I'm not yes. worried about yes. coming through yes. the back. Yes. And I'm open strong against France. Okay. And I've managed to pick up, say, I haven't got into Marseille, but I've got the Iberian Peninsula. Okay. Okay. But, I've had a situation where, you know, France and and Germany are getting on quite well. So, um, and there's a, I
2: don't
0: know, let's say a French fleet in Gopalillon. In where? Gopelion. Okay. Okay. All right. So I haven't been able to kind of break through. I've, yes, i have been Piedmont. Yes, I'm in Spain. Yeah. Um, but due to the whole, you know, Gopelion thing, and I'm in Western Med as well. Okay? Yeah. So the Western Med kind of, which kind of ties up Gopalillon and Western Med, yeah, which means yeah, effectively yeah, yeah, yeah. that Burgundy's holding Marseille, yes. neither Piedmont or Spain can get through. What's England doing? England is giving France room. Okay. okay so, so France isn't doing very it's like it's like they've acknowledged that France isn't doing well. So Germany's giving him space. England's giving him space to focus on Russia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But what this glass is mm-hmm. is I've managed to cheaply via North Africa yeah. hop into the mid Atlantic Okay. And I've come through And then at the same time, I've also managed to move across my army that was in Tunisia now to North Atlantic. Okay. And I've cheekily, being a Bordeaux, convoyed into Gascony, (laughs) knowing that now I can break that situation and I can get Marseille and then start rolling up Paris. Okay, okay, okay. So
1: things are on the air. Sounds like a good one. It's a fucking good one. <laughs> so that's the Chateau Le Huss. Am I saying it right from Bordeaux? Yes, I'm not very good with French. Passer. 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 Passier. Passer. 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 Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui, monsieur. Yes. Uh, so that's how terrible this, Australian accents having to go with the French. Um, cool. Great. Okay, so we're both going strong on a good mid-game. That's right. Great mid-games. How are your games
0: going? Ooh, I'm actually in a lot, a lot of games at the moment. Some of them are going very, very poorly. Okay. I so kind of tend to pick up CD positions. Yeah. Well, except for one particular game that listeners will remember. <laughs> Last episode, we spent a fair amount of time talking about the new variant. Well, what was it, time The new variant over at B Primacy, which was South of Sahara <laughs> from J.B. <KB> Cowan. <laughs> And we talked all about the variant and stuff. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already because some bizarre no reason you're still listening to this one. Yes. And we agreed that we would play a game together so we can assess that variant. Mm-hmm. We would make it realsies. Yep. And we would make it, you know, based on ranking. You know, it's a ranked game. Yep, yep. Um, I think you had... It was... Normal full press. Full press. Yeah. We accommodated your request for like three day turns. Yes. Yes. And then.
1: Yes. And then you opened it with like. Yes, I know. And then oh. you
0: just fucking CD'd
1: and just <laughs> left the game.
0: <laughs> well.
1: Okay, so, so you did open the game, right? And I joined. And then it was New
2: Year's. It was anonymous, by the way, so we didn't
1: yeah. know who it yeah. yeah. yep. yep. Then it was New Year's, and there was a number of players who just almost joined overnight. Yep. And I didn't know this; I was expecting it to take, you know, probably start around the third or the fourth of the New Year. And um, you know, I, I, I kind of jump on. It must have be, been, you know, the night of the first or the second. I forget what. It's like, oh my God! It's like only you know a few hours left of this this is like midnight i'm still um drunk yeah (laughs) um i request an extend and no one well one person i think voted for it um
0: i didn't see it you didn't see it so it wasn't you so you um, must have put in the Extend pretty bloody late, though. It was late,
1: you know, because I wasn't expecting it to start. Well, like at yeah, midnight
0: on, on New Year's Eve. So, of course, you know, I'm asleep, so I'm not going to see that. I know. No, yeah, no. so, I mean,
1: it's, it, it, it's on me. And I, yes, I know. But, you know, just the timing, the, the time of the, the calendar time just didn't work. Even those three-day phases. Yeah, I know, right? So it was terrible. Yes, I know. It was, it was absolute yeah. It's a dog's breakfast on my part. I feel terrible yeah. because of it yeah so sorry um,
0: oops so as a result you know i'm now at war with the country that you previously was were sure. I, was war, I would have thought Stealer. we're not really kind of in agreement i asked for a particular supply center and he went and he tried, tried taking it But another player who i think i'm doing reasonably okay so far in life-wise, they supported me in mm-hmm. so that's yep, good yep.
1: Okay, well, talk. I, I, okay. Tell me more about it on the next episode because I feel deeply ashamed that I'm not involved with it at this early stage. Yep. Yeah, that's um, quite all right. But you're also involved with um, a Europa
0: Renovatio game? Yep. And that one's uh, not anonymous, so I'm playing Portugal there for that one. And it's getting to a point now where. Actually, well, I to a point now, it's it's been quite interesting as a game for quite a long while now. Where we've had a few, and this is the, the problem I think with some games online, yeah. you have um, players doing what you did and like NMRing or CDing, just yeah, which kind of throws things out the window. So previously, in this particular variant, we had a situation where there was a very strong core of three i'll call them german players but central european players yeah which was bavaria um, bohemia and saxony and then saxony yeah. cd and subsequently the new players taken over isn't very i don't know they haven't quite worked a
1: turning into a bit of a feeding frenzy by the look of it
0: yeah so now yep. bohemia is starting to attack saxony although Love seeing, oh no, 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 and so is Bavaria. Bavaria is attacking Saxony too, so they're reducing those numbers there. Makes also, sick. at the same time, there's been a total collapse of, of Norway. Both, with um, uh, I can't remember if this happened or not before last term, but I've taken one supply center off Norway and explained to him that look. I need to get a position there to be able to build so I can kind of help support you out. Right. I said, I will support you out up until the point of time that's clear that you're going to be eliminated and then I'm going to have to, you know, sorry, attack what I can.
1: But he looks, he looks pretty terminal for Norway.
0: Yes, so which is yep. why immediately, within about, you know, less than one turn, I attacked him oh. further. Yeah. and helped out um, Muscovy. And Muscovy subsequently then helped me out down to reposition myself down here. Okay, 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 okay. So I've, I, I had struck some deals with Muscovy. I've, I've pulled back. I'll try to actually pull back, but he just lost me when I was trying. That's Muscovy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Muscovy's sort, of, sort of that. And Muscovy oh, yeah. seems to be moving towards Golden Horde, which is one thing I think a number of us would like to have seen. Only one supply center taken, but you know, interesting. Oh. Genoa's good in there. That's good. I can't believe Genoa's still alive. Genoa's doing reasonably well. It's got now two supply centres on the um, Black Coast, as well as, what, two supply centres in uh, Asia Minor. Yeah. Oh, no, three. three. It's got rows as well. Four. Four. Fuck. Um...
1: So Genoa is one of those countries that's a split star. So it's 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 on this map is one of the ones that's considered It a
0: starts
1: with a position player. around
0: um, top of the Black Sea around Chesson and... Chesson.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chesson? Top of the Black Sea. Starts with a position around. Um, um, Has it got one? Anatolia, one or two. It's got one there, and then and obviously, then it's, um, uh, you know, obviously Genoa. Um, and the other difficult one on this map is Venice, which starts with a split star. Um, yeah, similar region. Oh,
0: and also Aragon to mm-hmm. a certain extent, because it's got a couple of things over in the Mediterranean.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Britain, though, as well. I think Britain has one over in France. Yeah. So yeah. one of those ones which just looks red but's not
1: actually owned by. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, so. You're playing one of the Iberian countries. Which one are you again? You're Portugal. Portugal.
0: And actually, I must admit, I did have um, a small minor caner moment when I did NMR on one turn. Oops. Um, but the NMR, and I should have checked this, I'd put in my orders, i saved my orders, but for some reason that day, it had been happening all day, internet was flaky. Oh, so it cool. actually saved it, I think yep. I saved it, but the internet had dropped out and I didn't bother going through to actually check Just had my so orders had actually had gone yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I was lucky that it actually didn't have any real negative impact at all, Yep. the one thing that happened at the same time was I had reached a deal with Quora, Quora Loop to attack Golden Horde and to give me a corridor to head... On the extreme east, up through to uh, attack Golden Horde. Yeah. And um, as re- and basically for him to stay in his current position, which is like full supply centers. Mm. He kind of said, "No, I don't want to do that. I want to do it this way." And effectively blocked me from going through. Um, so. You're going to sneak into whatever that one is, there? Uh? We tried. Yeah. Didn't work. Now he's got one, two, three, four.
1: Mr. he have? One, two, three. Oh, he's got four. It's four units. One fleet, three one, two, One, two, three.
0: Where's the other fleet? Isn't it fleet? That's a Tim. That's, t- t- that's a Tim Sen fleet. Oh. Because Tim Sen's kind of also, which. Oh, he has still one supply center over in that little island. Djibouti. I want to say Djibouti too, but Djibouti's a country on the Horn of Africa. And then he's got like a supply centre in the north coast of Turkey. Mm. Actually, did Aragon just take a whole heap of his supply
1: centres? Are we coming up to the. There was more than that. There's a couple there on the other side. Oh, he's over here, yeah, yeah. Over in Algeria. Okay, so are you coming up to the end game in this, or is it still mid-mid game? Oh, I think it's late-mid game. Late-mid game. Yeah,
0: okay. You can, still go you can still go quite a few different ways. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, there's still a whole heap of minor countries that are sort of
0: contributing to the... Janissary efforts. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few, yeah. But okay. um, I must admit... There's been a number of players on this board who've played really, really well. That I've observed the way that they're playing and going. That's there's a lot of skill involved in doing that, yeah. and a lot of a lot of effort at the same time as well. It's a that big cool. commitment.
1: It sounds like a great one to be involved with. It sounds like a really good fun, a good fun one.
0: Yes. So um, that's been a great game. Um, other games as I said before, I've got a lot of other games on at the moment. I can't how to I, mean, I think I mean like about maybe eight games or something stupid.
1: Eight. No, it's not as much. There was some bloke who jumped on the mod forum the other day. He said oh I need an extension on some of my games that might fall over this particular period of time. Do you reckon you could handle it? I had a look at his profile, and there's like 27 different games ongoing, and I'm like, well, okay, well, give us a list of the games that you want us to extend. Um, yeah, didn't respond, so I was like, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your
0: CD. Uh, nine um, games I'm in at the moment. Nine. So one is a Viking game, one is a... which I haven't actually checked, have oh, I just clicked over, but I didn't get, didn't get any retreats, that's good.
1: Speaking of Vikings, totally unrelated. Um, I haven't done any updates, listeners, to uh, that Big
2: Stick
1: stick Diplomacy yet.
2: Again, same reason.
1: Brewing too much alcohol.
0: (laughs) 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 So in Big Stick Diplomacy on... um, there's still, like, every single player still in the game. This is one... This is the word... This is, okay, this is anonymous. I can't say who I am. Okay, yeah. But I, I bought into it. It's like seven-day turns. Ooh. <laughs> it's painful.
1: <laughs> still going. Okay, when did it start, though, is the question. I have no idea. Go back to um, early... Oh,
0: August. August is... August 2023. Of September?
1: September. September twenty twenty three. Okay, yeah, this is going to go for a while.
0: So, um... Then there's, like, a World War Four game that I'm getting my ass handed to me. Um, World War IV? Oh, yeah, World War IV. It's a, um... Oh, was it Imperial? No, it's Imperial. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the last Imperial
1: game you did quite well in, I remember. You were... India? No, you were,
0: I can't remember now, England. And you got booted out of, yeah. So this one, um, it, I can't say where I am on anonymous. No. but it's um, it's on the way out.
1: Okay, rightio, yep, yep, yep. Losing supply centres there at a very steady
0: rate. Um, another, you're probably going for all these things. I've got to be careful showing these things to you because hopefully you're not in the game and going, oh, okay, that's gross enough. <laughs> no, I'm only in one ongoing game at the moment. I'm in a colonial 1885 game? Ooh, okay. Let's just click that.
1: Yeah, my two Renovatio games were. Um I've been eliminated in.
0: Ooh.
1: I know that's going to take a hit to my my by my points. I know that matters to you. Um, and it kind of matters to me a little Which bit. Which games was it? Uh, two Renovatio games. I've been eliminated. Renovatios? So.
0: you the rapper Renovatio. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, Gumby the Gloomy Guillotine. No, Gumby and the Gloomy Guillotine I've been eliminated in. And... Um, <laughs> It's the best variant I've been eliminated in. Um, I'm still active in a splinter in a mosh pit.
2: Ah, yes. Yep.
1: And I'm still active on uh, a World War 4 sea lanes game. okay. Um, is
0: that heading towards, where's that that mid-game oh, now or is it a bit more God, advanced? it's
1: got to be getting to the end game. There's like four people left. I mean, come Ooh. on guys, draw.
0: Four people left. That four means people. that means yeah, that you've got a good chance of securing in just that one game, the twenty twenty four championship between us.
1: Oh, I just wanted to draw. i will
0: mean,
2: be
1: Yeah. I'm, i feel like I've been playing this one all year.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, I probably have been playing it all year. I don't know when it started. Um, But I'm, uh, I'm doing every, everything I can to uh, indicate to the players that I want the game to finish. Uh-huh. And how do you do that in, in a gunboat,
0: right? Well, we talked so, a little bit about this last game, last episode. And I've never actually heard of this before, but apparently it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing.
1: So there's a couple of things you can do, right? So you can say, okay, um, draw votes are hidden. You can't see if someone's draw ordered you know because anonymous gun votes you can't see who's voted for a draw but you can vote for a thing like a cancel and that's a notice on the global that such and such wants to cancel or you can vote to extend for instance or um you know things like that it creates a notice on the global that someone is wanting to um, draw up the game essentially, yeah, because yeah. You, you, you hit the cancel button, a notice says cancel, and then you uncancel the cancel button, and the notice disappears, so you can see who also agrees,
0: yeah, let's finish the game, as soon as the game, we'll put a cancel voting. because I mean, that's a sneaky way of getting around that button, yeah. So you're saying that everyone is, is it everyone, apart from one player, has... Put in a cancel and then withdrawn their cancel. Well, the last time it happened, the
1: uh, last time I put that through, um, all of the players bar one agreed to cancel. So there were five players at that stage. One player has now been eliminated, so there's four players left. I've hit the cancel button and one person has hit the cancel. So I, I don't know where I stand. I'm in between two large... Uh, they just should I have... Mean, they care about points. Just just draw. It's
0: been a good game. Let's finish it. Well, yeah. And look, maybe, maybe, maybe that, that person is holding out is, I'm just kind of hypothesising here, they obviously have, you know, uh, they're convinced that they're either going to win or maybe they just don't understand your separate your new coding yeah, signal. Yeah you know because draw because draw votes are hidden they don't know that everyone else has already put in a draw vote, and maybe they feel that there's because I think there's still one player who's got a substantially less supply centers is in there but it's going to be pretty bloody hard to break into that place yeah especially if um,
1: yeah it's going to be hard for the person who didn't hit the cancel button to break into that particular region of the map. Anyway, I just wanted to finish, yep. put it that way, so I can start a new one and fixate on that.
0: Anyway, we'll talk about that. Answer. Anyway, so, um, yeah, looking forward to it to finish, put it that way, yeah. Nice. Right, well, maybe we wrap this one up and head to our Patreon episode. Does that sound okay?
1: Sounds good to me. sounds good to me. Um, I'm Ken. I'm Gavin. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, diplomacy Games, of course, you can jump across and... Uh, Like us on iTunes and all those other wonderful Stitcher. Give Give us a review. Thumbs up, like, whatever it happens to be. Um, Or if you're feeling particularly generous, jump on uh, Patreon. It's only two bucks. Two or three bucks, depending on how much you want to chip in. Yeah. Jump in and um, listen to, what, hours and hours of Patreon recordings where we're... um, (laughs)
0: I um, I will say one thing right now, we did have a a new Patreon supporter and that new Patreon supporter will do very very nicely with actually joining Patreon because we've talked about a number of games that that person is actually in that we've played against and we'll probably give that person a little bit more insight into uh, how we approach things. So, so there you go. An ad- another be, reason I'm you may want care to. On that.
1: Another reason you may want to jump Patreon. Um, <laughs> An advantage in, in the game. And of course, uh, you know, you've got um, you've got us on speed dial essentially. So, chaps, thanks again for chaps, listening, ladies, ladies, and everybody else. We love you, love you all. We love you all. Till next time. Yeah, bye bye.